Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Barracold Lasagna Podcast, your place for all those filthy casual takes on the world of sports. I am your host, Dylan Lasagna. This is episode number 176 of this icy yet spicy podcast. And in this episode, we're here to talk about Conference Championship Weekend coming up in the NFL this Sunday, 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 as the Ring General Gunta loudly proclaimed on Monday Night Raw this past Monday. But that's besides the point. This is our part one of two of our Conference Championship 2023 previews as we'll be taking a look first at the AFC Championship game between the Kansas City Chiefs, the three seed, and the number one seeded Baltimore Ravens. That'll be up first. So in part two will be our NFC Championship preview between the three seeded Detroit Lions and the top seeded San Francisco 49ers. That'll be in another episode later on. So we're here to talk about the AFC side first. And this matchup, I'm pretty excited for. Uh, although I was expecting a different team to be popping up uh, <laughs> in this uh, in this championship game. But nonetheless, that's besides the point. Uh, this is still an exciting matchup nonetheless. Two top-tier quarterbacks in the NFL duking it out one more time for the right to go to the Super Bowl, where it matters most. And should be a fun one on Sunday to kick off Championship Sunday, pal. But before we talk about this game... Before we get into the swing of things, a little bit of housekeeping before we start today's episode. Um, you can always follow me on social media if you're not already on X and Instagram at Veracold Lasagna. And if for my audio listeners out there, uh, my audio only listeners, make sure you rate and review the show. Um, whether you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever uh, Veracold Lasagna is available. Make sure you leave a one to five star rating review, however you want to rate this show. And for the reviews, make sure you give me some feedback, whether positive, negative, or your own takes. And then if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you smash the like button, smash the subscribe button, leave a comment with your own takes on the topic that I'm talking about in whichever episode you're watching, and then share this with your friends, share this with the neighbor, share this with the stranger. Share this with your colleague that's in class with you, wherever you are. Share the good word or the bad word about whatever I spew out here on Very Cold Lasagna. So looking ahead to what's coming out on Very Cold Lasagna before we get things started. Uh, as I said before, this is part one of two of our 2023 NFL Conference Championship pre uh, games. So this is part one, uh, the AFC title game. Part two will be the NFC Championship game between the Lions and my 49ers. That's coming out in another episode. Um, in between all that, the Royal Rumble is coming up this weekend, the 2024 WWE Royal Rumble. So in, in between, there will be an, another podcast for Very Cold Lasagna coming up because I have something a little special planned for the Royal Rumble. Um, so stay tuned for, for that. Stay tuned to uh, the Twitter I'm uh, sorry, the X, the Instagram, the YouTube, everything in relation to Vertical Designer because there will be something up in relation to the Royal Rumble that's coming up this weekend. So stay tuned. So after that, um, we'll be we recapping the, both championship games. We'll also be recapping the Royal Rumble. And from there, who knows? But as always, stay notified with everything in relation to Vertical Designer. Once again, follow me on Twitter, follow me on Instagram. Subscribing on YouTube, listen to me on audio, wherever you get uh, very cold lasagna. 
So that being said, let's get the ball rolling. Talking about uh, the AFC Championship game. This big fight feel between the three-seeded Kansas City Chiefs and the top-seeded Baltimore Ravens. These two teams have met each other before, uh, but it's been a little while um, since they met in terms of the regular season um, because yeah, it's been like, what, two years? It's been two years since Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson last met each other. So the last time they did meet each other um, was back in the 2021 uh, season. Back in week two, the Ravens beat the Chiefs in Baltimore, so on their home turf. Um, but that was a little, that was a very long time. Yes, two years. Um, yeah, it doesn't seem like a very long time, but both these teams have changed, changed to some degree. So it's definitely not the, the Baltimore or the Kansas City that you were accustomed to. Um, in, in from the two years prior. So in some 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 little factoids that you should know um, going into this uh, big championship matchup between these two teams. This is actually just the second playoff meeting between these two teams. Uh, the first one happened well, well over uh, 13 years ago in the 2010 AFC wildcard game. Baltimore won that matchup 30 to 7. So it was a big blowout. Um, in Kansas City, there was no Patrick Mahomes at the time, no Lamar Jackson either. Um, you had Joe Flacco um, going up against uh, their quarterback. I don't remember the name, but nonetheless, uh, yeah, the Ravens beat the pound and the pudding out of Kansas City in that wild card game. So for Kansas City, um, this is their sixth straight AFC Championship game. They've been to every single one that Patrick Mahomes. Uh, has been a starter in like since 2018. Uh, interestingly enough, though, this is going to be the first one on the road. Um, so every AFC title game that they played prior to this, it's been at home in the confines of Arrowhead Stadium or whatever that long ass name is. <laughs> that's, that's their stadium name. But I digress. So this is the first time since 2017 that the AFC title game is not going to be in Arrowhead Stadium. So that stadium, of course, was Gillette Stadium. You know, the Patriots, Tom Brady's time. So instead, this is going to be the first time ever that the Ravens are going to be hosting the title game in MNT Bank Stadium. So for the Ravens, yeah, like I said, it's the first time ever that they're hosting the title game. But in actuality, this is not the first time that the city of Baltimore has hosted a an AFC championship game. So this is actually well back in the 1970s season. So... Well, <laughs> well, before I was born, certainly, but maybe uh, for some of you, you were still um, you're still uh, born and alive then. But I mean, I don't know. Uh, either way, uh, the city of Baltimore actually hosted an AFC Championship game back in the 1970s, so over over 40 to 50 years ago. But that was when uh, the ba- uh, the city of Baltimore had a team by the name of the Baltimore Colts. So. You know, before they were the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, so the Baltimore Colts beat the, the Oakland Raiders in Memorial Stadium, which is now destroyed. Um, and they went on to beat the Dallas Cowboys in Super Bowl V. So a very long time since the city of Baltimore has had a conference championship game. So some interesting notes that I thought you would all want to know before we get into the shebang. That is the current AFC championship game. So now let's take a look at you know, the road to this AFC Championship game for both of these teams. How do these two teams get to this point? So for the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, 
They're, as some of you may know, but some of you may not know, they are the reigning, defending, undisputed Super Bowl champions. They last won the Super Bowl, well, just almost to this point last year. Super Bowl 57 against the Philadelphia Eagles. And as I said in my season preview for them, they have a, they had a really good chance to become the first repeat champions since the 2003-2004 New England Patriots. But here is the thing, you know, as the season progressed, um, this probably proved to be perhaps the most difficult season under the Patrick Mahomes regime. And there was, like, good reason for it, to be honest with you. I mean, sure, they lost their first game against the Detroit Lions and all that. I mean, and then they bounced back in Jacksonville. But there were some concerns. There were some concerns with this team. Um, And that main reason of concern was that receiving core. That receiving core that didn't really gel together with the likes of Kadarius Toney, Sky Moore, uh, Rashi Rice, um, and all that, and Marcus Valdez-Scantling. That receiving core that is, you know, behind Travis Kelsey, their top tight end, they were letting Mahomes down for much of the season because the one key thing that cost them that cost them games, especially down the stretch, dropped balls. They were dropping the ball, literally. Um, just look, for example, no further than that Week 11 game against the Philadelphia Eagles at home coming off that bye. Marquez Valdez-Scantling had an opportunity to go and get that uh, jump ball um, late in the game, and he dropped it. He absolutely dropped it. Just like, ouch, man. Meanwhile, for top tight end Travis Kelsey, I mean, he's still one of, if not the top top tight end in the NFL, but he kind of had a down year. Maybe perhaps due to a certain uh, pop singer um, getting all the attention, you know, making their relationship public. Um, I mean, you know, all the Swifties. Uh, I mean, not 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 trying to dig it, uh, try, dig at it, but I mean, good for him because uh, you know he absolutely deserves it. But it just put the Chiefs in this newfound spotlight um, that you know maybe it gets a little distracting. But kind of a slightly down year for Travis Kelsey, but he still remains Mahomes' favorite target. And then you have to look at the offensive line, too. Um, they had to replace a few of them, that, especially their tackles, because they left in free agency, like Orlando Brown Jr. So they had to go and replace them with uh, Jawan Taylor from the Jacksonville Jaguars, and then from the Tampa Bay Bucks, Donovan Smith. They haven't exactly had the most stellar of seasons, at least in the regular season. And then that defense, led by defensive coordinator Steve Spagnola. They've had some rough patches, especially in the secondary. But, you know, eventually late in the season, they eventually became a sneaky good unit. You know, one that would find ways to get to the quarterback, one that find ways to generate some turnovers. But still, there were still some rough patches um, that would lead to them finishing the season 11-6 and and having kind of a bad stretch in December. They lost some pretty winnable games that they didn't, like the ones against the the, the Raiders on Christmas, and then one uh, on the road against the Packers on Sunday night. That was very brutal, to be honest with you. So, in essence, you know, it cost them the top seed, and all but assured that Patrick Mahomes was going to have to play, for the first time in his career, a road playoff game, um, if not two, for the first time in his career. But that didn't seem to be a problem with him, because, you know, after easily disposing of Tua, Tug of Viola and the Dolphins at home in a very cold ass <laughs> wild card game that was like negative, uh, negative, like close to negative degrees Fahrenheit. 
They now had to head to a not much warmer, but it is still slightly warmer, uh, Buffalo to take on Josh Allen and the Bills in a divisional rematch from two years ago. You know, I'll remember that big divisional game um, between the Chiefs and the Bills, that high-scoring affair. And this one, not so much high-scoring, but it was a seesaw battle. Both of these teams were trading the lead, um, but then you get to the second half, um, you know, the Chiefs, um, they trailed the halftime, but they took the lead for good in the fourth quarter um, as they saw the Bills starting to slowly but surely self-destruct. Um, so, but still, they they also had a bad turnover um, uh, in the fourth quarter as well that allowed um, Josh Allen and the Bills to give themselves one last possession um, after a flurry of mistakes and punts from each other. So the Bills had one last true possession, um, as all Mahomes could do at that point, late in the game, um, with like a couple minutes to go, all they, all they could do was just watch. Just watch. And no, certainly, they watched. <laughs> they watched the Bills totally implode uh, near the red zone um, as Allen, Josh Allen was like certainly missing a lot of open, easy passes. And I'm sure Mahomes was like certainly smiling. It's like, yes, good boy. Good boy. Uh, he was, as Josh Allen was missing passes to Stephon Diggs. Um, and on third down, he was just chucking in the end zone for like no reason. And then they they had they got to see uh, the ki- the Bills kicker Tyler Bass miss a game time field goal wide to the right, and that's what uh, the gateway to the Chiefs holding the Bills serve twenty seven to twenty four. Mahomes gets his first road playoff win um, to advance to their sixth straight AFC Championship game. So here the Chiefs are once again in another AFC Championship game, and yeah this. This could be a gateway to another uh, potentially getting back to the Super Bowl and defending their title. But there's one team that's standing in their way, and probably the toughest one um, that could be a big, major test for them. And that is in the form of Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. So for the Ravens, they entered the season... Uh, looking for a return to true contention because you know the, the last two seasons for for Baltimore have been pretty dicey. Let's be honest here. I mean, 2021 looked very promising uh, for the Ravens because they started out with a winning record, but then if I if I recall correctly, late late in that December of 2021, they collapsed. They collapsed to injuries. Um, Lamar Jackson wasn't there and not even their backup, uh, Tyler Huntley. He did pretty good for what he did, but it just wasn't enough. Um, and they, they bottomed down 2022 was kind of much of the similar story. And, you know, they started off well, but then they faltered because of injuries. Sure. They got a playoff spot out of it, but they couldn't do enough. Like they, they couldn't do enough without their quarterback. Um, so it's just a lot of the same story for the last two years. Um, kind of even the same thing with, with the last two years, uh, the, the last two years prior to that. Sure. They got the top seed, um, in the AFC in 2019. Um, but it's just like, they couldn't do anything. They couldn't do anything against the Titans. And then in 2020, in that pandemic year, they, they faltered against the bills. So here they are. Um, and in, in this, in that, in that season, 2023, Lamar Jackson signed a big fat contract extension in the offseason, and he was more than ready to prove that he was worthy of it. 
um, ready to prove that hey, I I wanna I wanna go out and win that win that damn thing. So, despite being riddled with injuries before the season, they lost a couple of key players uh, again uh, to injury because sadly, the Ravens cannot escape the injury bug that is injury mania running wild uh, in Baltimore. So they suffered some key injuries before and during the season. Uh, but nonetheless, man, the Ravens quietly powered through the competition. You know, everyone was talking about um, the Chiefs, the Bills, the Dolphins, all these AFC uh, supposed contenders. I mean, I mean, the Chiefs are still, but the other, the other, the other teams that are people were saying, oh, they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to make a deep run. But here were the Ravens, you know, quietly powered through the, through the competition um, with Lamar Jackson playing at more than just an MVP level, um, more probably more better than 2019 because not only was he the same dynamic runner, but he was a much more efficient passer. Um, helping his cause were the new additions behind his top tight end, Mark Andrews, and third-year receiver. I mean, I wish I would, I, I, I had hoped that he would get more. Uh, out of them, Rashad Bateman, but the new actual good addition was uh, rookie Zay Flowers, and then supporting him were veterans Nelson Aguilar, Nelson Aguilar, and then Odell Beckham Jr. and backups backups like Isaiah Likely, and in the running game, you have uh, Gus Edwards and Justice Hill supporting the way, and then you had the breakout rookie Keen Mitchell. Like, damn, this dude has weapons now. It's like, see. When you actually give Lamar Jackson weapons, he can thrive. Like he 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 was actually pretty really damn good this season. So it took a little while to, for the Ravens to actually get some attention from the rest of the league and certainly the rest of sports media. But nonetheless, the Ravens made their statement felt with a big December uh, beating the likes of the Jaguars, my 49ers, and the Dolphins in emphatic fashion. They clinched the AFC North and the AFC's top seed. And they wanted to make it clear that, hey, you don't forget about us. We're here to contend. So, yeah, they definitely made a statement. And I forgot to talk about their defense, too, because they are certainly the talk of the town. They're the ones that help the, the Ravens get on the field offensively, like, in a snap. Because you got a relentless front four of Patrick Queen, Roquan Smith at linebacker, and at on the edge, um, so, or edge or interior, Justin Madu Boyk. I'm sorry for mispronouncing that. And then Odafe Owehe. So that interior, that that front four is relentless as hell. They can really get to the quarterback in a heartbeat. And then <clears throat> in the in that no fly secondary, safety Kyle Hamilton and corner Marlon Humphrey leading the way. <clears throat> Excuse me. So in that divisional game, um. You know, it took them a little bit of a while. They were in a bit of a standoff between the Houston Texans. Um, they went back to business. They they were, like, right back, putting their foot on the gas pedal, scoring 21 unanswered points in the second half, courtesy of Lamar Jackson, wheeling and dealing and on offense in both ways, more ways than one, and the defense completely stifling the, the young gun, C.J. Stroud, in a 34-10 demolition, and... Here they are at this point. Game their first ever AFC title game against the reigning, defending, undisputed champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Whoo, man, I got to get some water in here. I'm losing my voice here. <clears throat> uh, so 
looking at this game, looking at this game for uh, both these teams. So there's a lot of, there's a lot to break down a lot, a lot um, matchups um, just looking at this game, but the two key matchups that are certainly going to be vital to whoever's going to win this game. Looking at the Chiefs side, obviously it's going to be Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is going to dictate this uh, this game against against the Ravens. So the Ravens are definitely going to be in, be in for a test. You know that top tier defense um, that I've already stated just like seconds ago. It's going to face perhaps its biggest test yet. Can they get to the quarter? Can they get to Mahomes uh, against a okay okay offensive line? But can Mahomes escape? Can can Mahomes escape them? Can he get out? Can he run out of the pocket? Can he make those um, those out of pocket throws um, to Kelsey to Sky Moore if he's available, mind you, because we don't know if he is. Um, or can he trust his receivers, mind you, um, not named Rashi Rice uh, to to come up with a big play against that relentless, brutal Ravens defense. So. That's something to keep uh, to keep an eye on. Meanwhile, on the opposite side, that Ravens receiving core, that big, big amount of them, um, that Chiefs secondary is going to have a tall task on its hand. Um, it's a Chiefs secondary that has been 70 to 30, 60 to, 30, 60 to 40 at times because sometimes they'll have good games and then sometimes they'll get burned um, in a crisp. So... They're also going to have its hands full um, against a receiving core that is going that is for sure going to get targets all around. So looking at the injury report for uh, both of these teams. So for the Chiefs, I mean, they they were kind of beat up in that game against the Buffalo Bills. So for for starters, you know, safety Mike Edwards, um, he had to leave that Bills game early with the concussion. At the time, I'm I'm. Talking about this, he's still in the concussion protocol. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but if he's cleared, if he's cleared, then he's cleared. Then he'll probably he'll probably play. But if not, kind of a hit to that Kansas City defense. Uh, on the offensive side, guard Joe Thune strained his pectoral muscle, so it's like in in his arm. So in that same game, in you know, from the look of things, he's probably not going to play. Um, if he does play, that's like, man, he's like Superman. <laughs> he's like Superman of, of sorts. So that's going to make uh, their backup, Nick Al Algretti, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. So he's probably going to be in line to start. I do not have any familiarity um, with this guy, um, but if he's decent, if he's solid enough to um, guard the interior, if, I don't know if he's if Mahomes is blindside or not, but if if he's good enough, to protect Mahomes, and now they shouldn't have any problems. But if not, then Mahomes better start running for his life. Going back to the defense, uh, linebacker Willie Gay, he had to leave the game with a neck injury. He never returned, um, but he was on Twitter and say, oh, he's going to be all right. Um, it, it'd be a great day to play next Sunday or something like that. So it looks like he's going to be okay to play uh, for now. Uh, keep an eye on those practice reports going into that game. And then going back on the offensive side, uh, because I mentioned Sky Moore's name a lot um, as I talked about their road to this game. Uh, he had been on IR um, with some with an injury. So the Chiefs are going to have to make a decision 
on whether to activate uh, activate him off IR. I mean, I'm not sure if it's going to be the last week of his eligibility. Otherwise, if it is, I mean, if it is, then, and they don't activate him, then he's going to sp- stay on IR for um, <laughs> the rest of the, the the last three weeks if the Chiefs make the Super Bowl. So they got to make a decision on him um, if he's going to play in this game or not. Meanwhile, for the Ravens side, uh, speaking of injured reserve, uh, the Ravens are likely going to uh, activate Mark Andrews, um, who had been recovering from that serious ankle injury he suffered back in week 10. So it's looking likely. Oh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm no doctor, <laughs> but it's looking, um, I'd say a very good chance that the Ravens will activate Mark Andrews off of injury reserve. So that's going to be a very big boost to their already dangerous offense. So you got like two tight ends already with Andrews and Isaiah likely like, yeah, good luck stopping that. <laughs> good luck stopping that. Uh, meanwhile, corner Marlon Humphrey, uh, I think he could be back for this game after he missed the divisional game with a calf injury. But, I mean, even then, I don't think the the Ravens needed to worry about that going up against the Texans. But um, if he does miss this game, then it could, uh, could, it could see some potential issues um, against the Chiefs. Um, something to monitor, though, is a hand injury suffered by running back Gus Edwards late in that Bills game. So, um, again, at the time, I don't have the practice reports. Um, it's, like, early in the week, so I don't have anything. But if he misses this game, that kind of could be a big blow um, to that Ravens running game. Although, Dalvin Cook seemed all right um, in, in replacement for him or, like, in the rotation uh, with Justice Hill. So, we'll see. But either way... Uh, that's something to monitor um, for the Ravens going into this game. So looking at some of the keys to victory for both of these teams, uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs, same thing as the last two game, your last two playoff games. I mean, at this rate, going to this, uh, <laughs> going to this game, you got to feed Travis Kelsey and Rashi Rice, and I guess Isaiah Pacheco as well, because those are your been your three main benefactors, um, your three big positives uh, for your offense. Because asking. Your other receivers. I mean, no disrespect to Marcus Valdez Scantling. I mean, he did. He stepped up when they needed him in the Bills game. But you got you got, you're basically asking um, them not to fail at this point. I mean, they haven't shown enough consistency. Especially, <laughs> there's a reason why Kadarius Tony had been listed as inactive. I mean, maybe the, uh, probably there was an injury, so I'm not I'm not gonna knock him for that. But um, Kel, uh, Kelsey. Rice, um, and then, uh, sorry, Isaiah Pacheco. I'm kind of blanking out here. Um, they're probably going to have to lead the whole way in this game. But, yeah, unless Sky Moore comes back off of IR and, you know, does well too. Yeah, asking your other receivers is, like, is, well, wishful thinking. Um, unless, you know, they have some superpowers. And then defensively. You can't let your quarterback. Uh, you can't let the opposing quarterback, Lamar Jackson, scramble out of the pocket. Lamar Jackson, you know, he has excelled well, um, scrambling both as a passer and runner. Um, so that front four of Chris Jones, George Kalaftis, Charles Amenahu, Willie Gay, um, they're gonna have, they're gonna have a chance full. But but they gotta do is absolutely keep Lamar in the pocket as much as possible, or at the very least, prevent him from making any positive running plays to stand a chance in this one. Like do not let him get any chuck running plays because that's, what's going to kill them. 
That's what's absolutely going to kill them um, in this game. If they let him go off for like 10 or 10 or plus more yards, that is going to destroy them in this game. Um, if they let him go out of the pocket, I mean, like, and throw throw a big bomb to uh, Zay Flowers or Bateman or whoever, that's also going to kill them too. So the pressure is on for that uh, pass rush of the of the Chiefs. So you cannot let Lamar Jackson scramble out of the pocket. For the Baltimore Ravens, same thing. Do not let Patrick Mahomes get out of the pocket either because he's also a good, very good off-script quarterback. So the Ravens front four, I mean, they should have their... They should have the ability to get Mahomes out of the pocket. I mean, the Chiefs offensive line is, I mean, it's very solid, but it's not as good as um, the Ravens. So, the the still, the thing is, the, the Ravens defensive line, <clears throat> they have to keep him in the pocket. Um, and if he does get out of the pocket, if he's still somehow making these off-script plays and getting out of the pocket, running, it's up to the secondary to stop him if he somehow gets out. And then offensively, continue what you continue to do all season. Spreading the wealth. Um, Sharon is Karen um, in the passing game. You got to confuse the, t- the Chiefs as much as possible. Like, think you're going to throw it to Mark Andrews. But no, throw it to Rashad Bateman. Uh, think you're going to throw it to Isaiah Luckley. No, throw it to Odell Beckham Jr. So you got to confuse the Chiefs. You got this balanced office loaded with a bunch of uh, skilled receivers. You have a plethora of weapons. You got to use them all. So, you name it. Flowers, Bateman, Beckham, Andrews, Likely, Aguilar, Hill, uh, blanking on him, uh, Dalvin Cook. So, we got to continue to scheme up uh, Lamar Jackson as a big distributor, both in the air and on the run. So, that's going to be the big key in winning this game on offense. So, yeah. In terms of, you know, who's going to win this game or not, I mean, it's hard. It's kind of difficult. You know, you can never count out the Chiefs because they've been in six of these kind of games. Six straight AFC Championship games since Patrick Mahomes has essentially been the starter um, for Kansas City. And, you know, they've won how many of these? Like two of them. And they won, uh, they've, they've won, they've actually, no, sorry, half of them. They've won more than half of them. And they won two Super Bowls out, out of out of those. And, you know, they started to pick it up offensively with the likes of Rice, Marquez Valdez-Scantling stepping up as of late. But when you look at the Ravens, though, they are so much more balanced um, on, on both sides of the ball. You look at all those skill players um, and how, how they do them. It's not just, oh, we have all this talent um, and we can't do shit with them. No, they are actually well-schemed well-rounded, well-balanced. So even with the Chiefs' best efforts, I think it's so, I, I don't say it's so unlikely. I just think it's its just generally unlikely to stop every ounce of effort. Um, you just have to, it, it's just like, there's just so much you can contain that the rest you cannot contain, if you get what I mean. So it, it's unlikely that, that they're going to be able to stop every ounce of effort from Lamar Jackson, the Ravens, that, they can't outdo them. They cannot outdo them. So I just feel like the Ravens are the more complete team. They're the more, I don't want to say juggernaut, not the more juggernaut team, but they're a better team right now than the Kansas City Chiefs. And it will be competitive for sure. But I feel like the Ravens, 
are going to slay the dragon. That's the Kansas City Chiefs. They're going to knock off the defending Super Bowl champions. Um, dethrone, uh, dethrone the, thir- the current AFC champions and go back to the Super Bowl for the first time since 2012. So I am picking a new AFC champion, and that is the Baltimore Ravens. So let me know your thoughts on this upcoming AFC championship game between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, should be a fun one on Sunday. And uh, <laughs> um, also a very intense one, too. So let me know your thoughts. Um, let me know your picks. Who are you going with to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl? And yeah, let's have a conversation about it. Um, whether it's on YouTube or on social media, on Twitter, X slash X, Instagram. Yeah, let's have a discussion about it. And let me know who you're rolling with. But anyway, that is it for this episode of Very Cold Lasagna. I'm your filthy casual host, Dylan Lasagna, signing out of episode 176 of this icy yet spicy podcast. And as always, keep the lasagna very cold in the fridge with your takes on the world of sports. And in the next episode, we got some Royal Rumble coming up uh, this Saturday. And in part two, we also have part two of our conference championship weekend coming up as well. So in the whichever episodes coming up, we'll be covering the NFC championship game between my, the Detroit Lions and my San Francisco 49ers. So a lot of content. Like a lot of com- content coming up uh, this this coming soon. It's coming soon to a very cold lasagna near you. But until the next episode, until the next couple of episodes, peace out.